Greetings and welcome back to episode number 16 of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Today's guest is Mackenzie Newcomb of Bad Bitch Book Club, and let me tell you, this is not your mother's book club. Mackenzie has grown her side hustle into a almost full-time gig with her book club that happens totally virtually and totally for free. And in this episode, we're talking about how she grew the group as well as how we started working together to really create a brand out of her side hustle and something that can sustain for many years to come. Enjoy the episode. Kiss my aesthetic, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, brand designer, creative, and social media junkie, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. And I'm here to share strategies, hacks, and know-how on branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship for the online-minded small business owner. In this podcast, I'll be sharing interviews, solo episodes, and even more to help you up-level your brand by turning your visions into visuals and connecting with your ideal audience online. Let's get to today's episode. I have Mackenzie from Bad Bitch Book Club. You guys, we just had a great conversation over on Instagram about the origins of the book club and the brand design for it, as well as where it's going. But really in this portion, I would love to talk about really how you've built this into a business and how you're totally going to quit your job and make it your full-time thing. God. I hope so. I'm actively working on it. I really am. Uh, for those of you who were not in the live, I'm Mackenzie Newcomb. I am the founder of Bad Bitch Book Club. We are a 4,000 person book club where we read exclusively books written by women with strong female protagonists. I love cool. it. Elevator pitch down to a science. Oh, yeah. Love to see I love it. elevator pitch. <laughs> So good. And well, Bad Bitch Book Club is a long time in the making, as we learned on Instagram, is that you've been a very avid reader for practically a decade, if not more, probably more, huh? Have you always loved reading? Like what initially no. grew you to like wanting to read so much? No, not at all. So I read, you know, like everybody else as a kid. And then I read some, you know, young adult novels, like the Gossip Girl series, The Click, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was my personal favorite, the TTYL series. So I read a lot about those elite rich teenagers um, when I was a teenager. And then when I went off to college, I just kind of stopped reading. You know, you read a lot for school and college. It's not really that appealing. And it wasn't until uh, a year and a half after graduating that I really picked it back up. And it has made all the difference. And for a while, it was like a really big mental health savior and just like super fun. And now it's a little bit more of a business. (laughs) It's more, you know, (laughs) work too, reading. um, But it's still just... It brings a lot of us, right. which makes me happy. That's amazing. So you started first with the blog and you were reading really consistently and posting it to your social that you challenged yourself to read 50 books in a year. Yes. And then you kind of came up with this, this idea, like, I'm going to make a book club out of it. Was it just kind of something that clicked or walking and you just had this idea one day and also walk us through the name and how you came up with Bad Bitch Book Club? Okay. So when I was in college... I went to a school that didn't have any sororities or anything like that. It's called Suffolk University in Boston. And my group of friends and I, I don't doubt any of them are here, but if they are listening, uh, called ourselves Bad Bitches Inc. That was our click name. That's what we called ourselves. And so I always loved, I always loved that. I thought it was really funny. And years later when I decided to start a book club and with the intention of it being a book club, like 
how everybody else has a book club. Like really simple, probably 25 people max. Um, I came up with a name just on the spot. I was like, it has to be the Bad Bitch Book Club because I'd always wanted to do something with the words Bad Bitch. And I'm a big Rihanna fan. So that's kind mm-hmm. of where that came And the book club has just evolved so much naturally over time that when I created it, it was really never meant to be anything like this. I thought that it would just be a sub community of people who follow my blog. And that's really what it was for a long time. And now it is just so beyond what I ever expected or could have planned for. Now I'm planning, knowing what it can be. I'm making plans ahead. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I had no idea what this was going to be. This doesn't exist. That's the thing. You, right. There's no model for this existing. There's a lot of celebrity book clubs, but I'm just a random ass bitch. Like, I'm not an influencer. I have like a good amount of followers for a normal person, but I'm not an influencer. I'm just your average chick who likes to read. And I think that might be what is was so appealing about the book club in the beginning for people. Well, and I think it's kind of solving this like, insatiable need to want to connect with people also talk about quarantine right talk about social media and how we all have to be distant from each other and some of my favorite memories from college were like getting a huge group of girls together and watching the bachelor or watching vanderpump rules or whatever it was right like there's this community aspect when you can talk about the same characters and like have this send each other memes and stuff like that so how has social media brought this like concept of a book club totally to the new age and what are some of the ways you've leveraged social media not only to grow the book club but to reach out to some of these amazing authors and have them be be part of your book club. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Well, I had already been part of a few Facebook communities. So I was aware of the do's and don'ts of them pretty early on. I knew how to manage a successful one based on what I had seen others succeed in or, or fail. So we started on Facebook and we were only on Facebook for the first year and a half of being a book club, just a private group. And then we joined Instagram in December of last year. It was just a little bit overdue. And I... Uh, like I couldn't even imagine that how it could grow so fast. We already have five thousand followers. That to me, that's insane because that's huge growth. Yeah. Um, and the big thing about social media is that there's this community on on Instagram called Bookstagram, and Bookstagram is super popping. And a lot of not super well known, but a lot of Bookstagrammers are Babbage Book Club members, and so they're constantly posting these books that we're reading. Some of which are not the most popular books of the moment, or came out like a couple of years ago. It seems really random mm-hmm. that all these people be reading the same books, and so other people in that community get FOMO. And they want to join and they see people getting giving really good reviews to books that we're mentioning. And like, okay, I want to be part of this. And with Zoom and quarantine, I mean, we started off in the beginning. I was like, hey, if anyone wants to discuss the book of the month, this is in March of this year. If anyone wants to discuss the book of the month, I'm going to be talking about it on Friday via Zoom. And I think like 15 people showed up, which I was like, oh my God, 15 people want to talk to me. And then like, that's exciting. Great numbers. Yeah. And then... A couple weeks later, I was like, okay, we started doing it weekly. We talked about Two Lives of Lydia Burr by Josie Silver. We talked about Open Book by Jessica Simpson. Whatever I was planning on reading next, I would encourage people to read so we could all talk about it. And like 10 people were coming to these. And then my friend Lily came up with the idea to do a romance novel challenge in the spring. And so it was seven romance novel books in seven weeks. And when it is a fucking challenge. Okay, that was hard. And the first meeting, (laughs) right? 15 people came which again, I'm like, yay, 15 people are here. And then by the mm-hmm. end, I think our most visited one was like 75 people because it people like what we're putting out. Huge. It, huge. And now we have several, we have four, 
summer reading groups, one of which sees 50 people every single week. And the other ones average about 30, so sometimes a little bit less. But our Twilight Reread, which is a really niche community, it's just a roast really, sees 15 people each time. Maybe. And so that's the, now the smallest amount of people <laughs> we're seeing, right? Instead of it being the biggest. And last night I talked to Britt Bennett, who's one of my favorite authors. Her book, The Vanishing Half, is right now number two on the New York Times bestseller list. And it's been up there for about 10 weeks. And I just absolutely loved it. And that for me was a very big deal because she's only speaking to, I think, five book clubs this month. One of them is for the LA Times. One of them is Kaya Gerber, the um, Cindy Crawford's daughter, the supermodel, her book club. Mm -hmm. NBA, I guess, has a book club. She's talking to them. And Vox, right? Another big name. And then us. Oh my gosh, big names. Right? right? Really big Amazing. names. So, right? I know. So, I think that that's kind of the future where we're going um, as far as that goes. I feel like I missed part of your question. No, that was a that was a perfect answer. Just about how, I think so, leveraging social media, how it's been able to grow. Um, and in COVID, like using the opportunity to create connection, I think is a really great opportunity mm -hmm. for not just business owners, just people in general, like find people with common interests and, and seek out those opportunities to, yeah, we all agree Zoom sucks like most of the time, but this wouldn't have been possible oh, in person either. You wouldn't have been able to get 200 people from across the US in the same room together that all felt so passionately about this book oh, to yeah. be able to talk to the author. That's like kind of unheard of. Yeah. So, oh, I know. Bringing yeah. it back I mean, to. Talk about it. I'm sorry. We had a hundred people show up. Just That's absolutely about insane. It. And then we had 190 show up to, to listen to her do a QA last night. But these are separate events. It's fucking insane. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's you. absolutely wild. No, no, you're not interrupting at all. So to give people the rundown that may not be familiar, there is a book of the month that you vet. Tell us briefly how that happens. And then also your new initiative with about 50% of the book club selections being, um, well, 100% have to be written by women, correct? And then 50% um, by BIPOC authors. Amazing. Yeah. So tell us so, about how you came up with those concepts as well as like how they get the books get picked. Absolutely. So what I think is worth mentioning is that the book club has always been rooted in diversity. So the first book we read was Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And we've actually, when I started reevaluating for the vetting. So I used to give people four books per month that I had not read um, that just sounded good, that had good reviews on Goodreads, and they would vote between them and we would pick between that. Then I started reading them all ahead of time to make sure they were good enough. That became too insane. It was not It was not working. I was reading 8 to 12 books to vet for a single month. It was crazy. Only to so that I could present people with four options to vote between. So now what happens is Patreon is give, given eight books to choose from that I have not read. Sometimes I've read them, but not, not all of them. And they will narrow it down to four. Of the, I'll read those four. Much more manageable than 8 to 12. And of those, I will decide on the two that the rest of the group votes on. So we still do have a democratic element, but it's not all of it. Um, and so I think that can I answer your question about vetting. It's definitely a very comprehensive process. Yeah. It has to have under 400 pages with the exception. This month's book's 500 pages, but it's YA, so it's different. Um, it has to have under 400 pages, has to be written by a woman, and has to be, you know, kind of hit every reading level. As far as diversity goes, mm. we've always been rooted in diversity. When I started to, you know, really look at our numbers, I did kind of a what's the inventory. I did kind of an inventory of our past selections mm -hmm. this June when um, the George Floyd protests were going on, and I saw that exactly fifty percent of our books had been written by people of color, women of color, always, or non-binary peeps, and fifty percent were written by white women. And I was like, okay that's not bad. Like, that's a good place. Like, is, is it where I want to be? Not necessarily, but 
Am I a problem? No, I don't think I, you know, someone might say yes, but I don't believe that that makes me the problem. I think that makes me someone who's been thinking about this long enough not to get canceled. And so moving forward, my aim by the end of this year is to be 60, 40. And then the end of next year, I want to be 70, 30. And it's not just, we actually have read a ton of books written by black women next to white women. Black women are the most represented for us, followed by Asian women. We have totally failed when it comes to serving our Latinx women. We have only had one book written by a Latinx Mm. woman, which is something I'm working on fixing. And we have not read any books by indigenous authors. So I'm aware of our shortcomings. Oh, we've also read a lot of books by Middle Eastern authors. We've read a few. So I am aware of where we stand and where we need to grow. And I think that being self-aware and aware of where we are has been good. And also I'm really transparent with the book club. Like I told them exactly our numbers, the Patreon people. I was like, this is where we're sitting. This is what our inventory looks like. And how can we do better? How can I do better? So that's kind of how I'm working right now. Okay, cool. Let's talk about growth. Let's also talk about branding because when we approach the branding, you're like, I want Barbie Valentine's day on crack. Like I love this red and pink aesthetic, like girly, hell yeah, sparkles. Let's do it. Which can maybe, and I didn't even give you this question before. I just kind of came in my head anyway, was like that may be projecting a persona that doesn't have this amount of depth. So I think that maybe we're what you've got going on with the merch is bringing this kind of new level of like this wokeness, right? Like kind of explaining like well-read the book was better strong female protagonist and now we're launching into even more merch so i think what you've got going on and i think this is you're creating such a wonderful moment for your audience to be like pleasantly surprised that there's this many layers to it do you feel like that's consistent with what's actually happening for sure so i think of a bad bitch right as like a woman who is unapologetically herself and so i have always considered myself a bad bitch (laughs) sounds like you're kind of, my fiance is like, you're kind of a little too much of a grandma to be a bad bitch, but whatever. So when I came to you with this <laughs> idea, I wanted, I wanted it to really reflect my personality and how I view a bad bitch. I love pink. It's my favorite color. I'm almost always mm-hmm. wearing pink. I'm wearing pink shorts right now with this black tank. Don't be, don't be a lot. But I, I knew Valentine's Day was yeah. on February 15th. So I was like, I want it to be, I want it to be red and pink. I've always considered it my aesthetic. And so uh, I'm, and I'm a stoner. So I was like, okay, I want it to be like Barbie, but with a joint in her mouth. Like that's the kind of like look I was going for. And I, I don't think you have to be masculine in order to be feminist. And I guess I was also reading a book called Feminist. Um, Feminists can wear pink or something of that sort at the time. And it just, you know, reinforces that uh, we're alive. Oh my God. Um, it just kind of reinforced the the belief that, you know, you don't have to make yourself masculine. I know what you're saying. Bad, right. I would say that that was probably the main and, thing. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so fascinating about business and branding for businesses. That's what's so cool about it is you can have that duality, right? Like you can be super well-read and also love pop culture and you can be super feminist and love pink and fluffy. Like the, the two are not diametrically opposed. And I think we have this wonderful moment happening with your branding, which makes it extra fun. There's a Taylor Swift quote, I want to wear pink and tell you how I feel about politics. And that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. My queen Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Let's talk about growth, growth of the group. Where do you see things going? In a dream world, what would Bad Bitch Book Club look like? Because I feel like I can envision you on like the Create and Cultivate conference stage talking about why we should 
champion more female authors and we should all be supporting female authors all the time. That's where I feel like I see you going. So tell me where you in a dream world where you would grow this thing. Yeah. So in a dream world, we'll hit 10,000 followers and members by the end of this year. And then so that would be increasing the book club tenfold from where it was in January. So then next year, I'd like to end the year with 100,000 members and followers. That would be insane. But I think it's possible. So that's like the dream world in short term. And I'd be making what I want to make what I'm making right now. I make six figure salary at my current job. So that's why I can't really leave right now. And I want to be making that this time next year within the book club so that I can quit my job and not have to change my lifestyle in any way. I would also love to be on morning shows talking about books that my mom always told me that I should be the girl on E! News that brings the the outfits, the dress for less outfits. (laughs) She's like, you should be the Mm -hmm. stylist. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be that, but for books and I want to come on like the today show and tell you, okay, these books. are the three books that everybody's going to be reading on the beach this season, that kind of stuff. Cause I think I have some good hosting capabilities that I didn't really realize I had. And so I'd really like to utilize them as much as possible. And the bigger the book club, the better. I want all my favorite authors to want to come talk to me. Absolutely. No, I think these are great goals. I can totally see this happening sooner rather than later too. So I hope so. I think make so. it happen. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Everyone is and on- you've got some exciting announcements coming up. Yes. You have some exciting, are- exciting announcements. Yes. We are launching a podcast. Um, Take it away. We are launching a podcast. We are launching it on, um, oh my gosh, Liz, can we? Uh, September 17th is the launch date. We're super excited. It's a romance novel podcast. Not every book we read is a romance novel, but every book that we're recommending has some sort of romantic themes. Each episode has a theme. So the first episode is books you can read and then lend to your grandma. And then we have another one on empowering blowjobs. Oh, am I allowed to say that on here? Probably not. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, we have we have most of the season planned. Michelle's doing the branding for that. Thank God for Michelle. And so that's one of the things we have coming up. We also have author talks this month with uh, Kelly Yang, author of Parachutes, and Jenny Lee, author of Anna Kay. Uh, so many other exciting author interviews coming up. We have four reading groups launching for the fall. We're doing big things over in Babbage Book Club, and Michelle is designing us some chic as hell fall merch. So I hope everyone is really excited for it because I am. Yeah. So that's kind of Yes. Cool. And the merch is such a fun extension of the brand as well because when you belong to such a killer community, you want to like wear it loud and proud. And I love seeing people tag me and then tag you guys and all their shirts and stickers and everything. Oh, I know. It's honestly crazy how many people, I think five people yesterday tagged me in their post wearing the merch. And like, it warms my heart. It really does. It warms my heart. And I get it. People feel really connected to this community. And it's not just me anymore. It's totally like all these members are little advocates, almost like influencers, like influencing other people to join the community. And the merch has made all the difference because what book club has merch? It's not a thing. That that's the thing about this book club. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. Like it doesn't exist. And so mm-hmm. we're kind of just paving the way as we go. And I think the merch has made all the difference. It sets us apart. It makes us legit. And I mean, our merch is so cute. Like it's so cute. Why wouldn't you want to have it? It's so good. It's so good. And it's so of the now. Like I think what's really refreshing about what you've got going is like, yes, it's cute on the surface. But then again, to circle back, it's like there's so much depth to it. And to be able to say like, oh, I'm part of this book club and we read 50 books a year and by women authors, like it's like, wow, that's something that you do want to get behind, you know? Right? There's something, regardless of if it's someone's cup of tea or they'd want to join, it's impressive. 
we read a lot of books. We're a bunch mm-hmm. of bad bitches like, who find the time to mm-hmm. do this. And that's cool. Like I'm reading to give people recommendations. That's, I want to be a New York Times reviewer. That's the only thing I want. Um, there, it, it definitely makes all the difference. But the merch is just, it's so cool. It's so chic. It's so modern. And nothing like this exists. Um, I sound like Donald Trump. <laughs> There's nothing ever been like this before. Uh, nothing like this exists on the internet. So if you look for cute reading merch, there's some, but not like us. Not like yeah. us. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it with this. What's your hot tip for encouraging people to read more books? How can they read so many books in a year? Okay. I would say aim to read a physical book every other week and a audio book every other week. R- read, give yourself an actual lunch break. Actually, Right now we are all working from home and it is miserable and it is awkward and we have a really hard time turning on and off. Give yourself, block it off on your calendar, an hour lunch break and read during that hour lunch break. I'm too tired to read at night. I'm not a read at night person. I'm never going to wake up early to read, but I can read at lunchtime. And it really breaks up your day, brings you back refreshed for work. And I swear to you, if you read every work weekday, you could not even read on the weekend, you'd be fine. If you read every work weekday for one hour, you will finish 50 books in a year. And that's only because you're going to get That is a great goal to stick with. And it can happen. I think for me too, I felt like whenever I was reading, I needed to be reading for business. Like, oh, if I have this time, I need to read for business. I'm, I shouldn't be reading just like a novel or something fun and footy or something like a beach read. But then I did read in December. I read the December and the January book and then I fell off. I got to get back on it. But then I switched over to audiobooks and audiobooks has been a great way to kind of switch that up as well for those nice dog walk. You will love it's the September book. Everything everybody loves. If our September book ends up being more than enough by Elaine Welteroth, it is going to be one of the two options. I think you would love it on audiobook, and I think it would serve the whole, I want to be listening and reading something that's helping me towards my business. I found it very inspiring as a businesswoman while also being super entertaining. So it would be a really good entry point for you to come back. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast because this will be turned into a podcast. We're in the Facebook group and doing Instagram Live and working with me. I have so much fun working with you and we're up to some good stuff. So where can everybody find you, follow you and become a member of the Butch Club? The Butch Club. <laughs> Club. Butch Club. Oh, I almost said. oh my God, that's funny. Okay, you can join the Babbage Book Club by searching Babbage Book Club in the Facebook search bar. You can find out more information about us at babbagebookclub.com. We are on Instagram at babbage.bookclub and Twitter badbitch without the I book club, not because of um, censorship, because of character reasons. And you can find me in all of my glory everywhere at Mac and style, like back in style with an M. Thanks for having me, Michelle. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. For more information, please visit mkwcreative.co slash kmapod or follow along on every social media channel at mkwcreative.co. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group by the same name, Kiss My Aesthetic, and to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Catch you next time.